Tom and Aleph today. Kol ir any city that its roofs, meaning it's talking about houses that people live in that are ha- that are taller. If you have houses that people live in that are taller than the shul, the soif harbor will end up getting destroyed. Shenamar as the pasuk says, as beisalikenu to exalt. Right, the base of the shuls. Well, Hamid as Harbaisenu that Al Yudei exalting the base of the shuls. Then we are Maimid. We we are able to keep established Harbaisenu is uh, what our houses. We prevent them from becoming destroyed. The Hani Mili Bebatim that is talking about. Oh, guys, yeah, just everybody. If you can put your if you can put your personal ones on mute, unless you need to ask a question. Um, let's just do that now. Uh, just. Just in case, I know everybody's at home and background noises and whatever. So, back in the Gemara, that is only talking about specifically house, houses. You know, business towers, skyscrapers, things like that, um, that people don't live in, less lumba or, or other monuments. So, less lumba, we don't have this problem. In other words, it's only a problem of having a, your personal house or a place that you live that's taller than the shul. And I, we have apartment buildings or stuff like that. So some of the Mepharshim explain that what we're talking about is that the individual ceilings, that the ceilings in the shul, so you should have taller ceilings in the shul than you have at home. I did this to Masa meaning I made sure that there were no uh, ceilings or, or roofs that were taller than the shul. And and delay harva in order and and in order for it to not get destroyed. However, Masa did end up getting uh, destroyed. So the Gemara answers, May I have like Harva? They had other reasons why it got destroyed, but it wasn't because of this, um, because of this Aver. Again, we're continuing with the memories of Rav that we started off on uh, Ahmed Bey's yesterday that Rav Chista um, had the Manas Kahuna and he invited people to come say memories of Rav because to him he really, really enjoyed them. Okay, so I'm Rabbi Chamer Bar Gori. I'm Rabbi Tachas Yishmoel Veloy Tachas Nachri. It's better to live under the Arab rule than under the Roman rule. Tachas Nachri Veloy Tachas Chaver. Better to live under the Roman rule and not the Persian rule. The Persians were much were very cruel. Tachas Ha Chaver to live um, tacha, uh, under the Persian rule. Veloy Tachas Chacham. It's better to live under the rule of a Persian than a Talmud Chacham. And Rashi explains that because eventually you'll come to anger the Talmud Chacham and the retribution will be bad. So therefore, whatever, however bad it must, must feel physically living under the Persian rule, it will be worse to anger Talmud Chacham and then suffer the punishment. That, and still, Talmud Chacham is better than living, under, um, living together with or under the, quote, rule of Yasma Amana, meaning that, again, that a Kaddish Baruch Hu, right, that we know that a Kaddish Baruch Hu um, is very, very sensitive to take up the needs of the Yasam and the Almana, and therefore, if you're living together with them, it's inevitable that you're going to end up doing something that's going to slight them. A Kaddish Baruch Hu, you'll bring on the wrath of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Kol chayli, I'll take any illness, any uh, chronic illness, long-term illness. Don't give me the illness of the stomach or the intestines. Kol kayev, I'll take any kayev as a pain, but it's a short-term pain, short-term illness. And, um, you know, not kayev lev, not uh, uh, um, um, the heart heartache, okay? Kol uh, mechash, any mechash is on a lower level, so we're going level. So we're saying the first one was chayli, which is long-term illness, then... Kaev is a short-term illness, and then kol mechish is not even really like an illness, let's say like a cut, or something that's just mechish, is like a lashon of chashash, it's not actually an illness, but, um, you know, some sort of pain, v'lei mechish roish, not a headache. Kol ra, 
I'll take any bad except for Isha and not a bad wife. I'm sure none of us know this, so we're all at home. We should. Is it just me or you're cutting in and out? Yeah, the, the, the internet's not good. Yeah, I'm hearing the same thing. It might be a good idea to um, shut off video only because it'll, um, it'll increase the bandwidth. And then stop shaking so much, Dave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Should I cover it? Mean, what do you guys want? You want a couple now it's better. It's better? Now it's better. Okay. Don't move. V'amar Rav Amar Chasi, Amar Rav Chama Amar Rav. Im yiyu kola yamim diyay, yamim diyay, if all the oceans were ink, v'agamim kulmasim, and the swamps were quills, meaning the swamps have reeds, the reeds were quills, v'shamayim yiriyais, and the heavens were um, parchment, v'chol b'nei adam lavlaren, and everybody was a quill, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, a scribe. Ain maspigin, so we, we wouldn't be able, Ain maspigin lichtaib chalala, we would not be able to record the complexity, shel rishos. The complexity is a government. Meaning, what we're saying is that uh, if you look at what the government has to balance, we're all quick to criticize the government, but if you have to look at all the things they have to balance, especially in a time of crisis, how it's going to affect the military and the budgets, and there's just, you know, the tax code, and there's so much. That we're saying that the, the governments are so complex. My crow, where's the pasuk for this? I'm shamayim l'rum v'aretz make that the shamayim uh, is for above, exalted v'aretz make It's for the down below. The leiv malachem ain't cheker. There's no comprehension for what the king has to take into account. That um, fasting for a chaloim is ke'eish l'neurais. That a tainus will. Uh, quickly take care of a bad dream, just like fire will quickly burn a bundle of flax. Only if you fast that day. Even on Shabbos, if you have a, a Tainas Chalayim, then you should um, then you should make sure to uh, fast. Who's that? Mosey? Mosey? Mosey, I'm turning off your video. Isn't it also... Mosey, you're giving us vertigo. Isn't it usher to fast on Shabbos? No, not for a chalim. It is not. It is not usher to fast for a tainus chalim on Shabbos. However, if one, like we saw in Masechtas Brachas, so those of us that were with us in Masechtas Brachas, that if one does fast on a tainus chalim on Shabbos, you have to do tshuva. And the way to do tshuva for fasting on Shabbos is to do a make is to do another fast during the week for the fact that you fasted on Shabbos. It's one of those interesting halachas that we learn. He prepared for him a third-born calf. And Rashi explains that really the third-born is the best one. Okay, the one that's born third, the first two, eh, they're still working out with this whole birthing thing. But by the third one, it's already going to be healthy and it's going to be good. He said, come taste something. So he responded, I'm sitting and fasting. Really? How could you be fasting? Why? I'm sorry. Why just because you're fasting should you not eat with us? That Rabbi Yehuda says, that you can borrow your fast and make it up, meaning break your fast. You have here a special uh, opportunity to eat this third um, you know, third-born calf, why don't you come eat this beautiful veal, and then you'll make up the fast. It's a tainus chaloim, that, like we saw, therefore it's very, very beneficial, even more beneficial than me eating this third-born calf. So he, was, he said, I'm not going to break the fast. 
And again, that's only for a chaloim, if you know, it only helps if you fast that day. Even on Shabbos. So now we're going back to the end of the Mishnah. The Mishnah, if you look on Daf Tesamid Beis, it said, right, for instance, don't sit in front of a barber. And then it said, if you sit, don't stop. And then, and then the Mishnah said, Masikin, you do stop for Kriyashma, but ain't Masikin Latvila, you don't stop for Tvila. So now we, basically the Mishnah is saying, ain't Masikin twice, that you don't stop twice. Um, we already know that you don't stop if you started these things. So Hatan Alaresha, Frekta Gemara, already said in the Resha that if you sit in front of the barber, you're not supposed to after um, Zman of Mincha Gadilla, but if you do, you don't have to stop. You can finish getting a haircut. Hatan Alaresha, ain't Masikin, that you don't have to stop. So the Gemara says, Seifa Asan Ladivre Torah. We're talking about specifically if there are people who are learning Torah, you stop for Kriyashma, you don't have to stop for Tvila. Kriyashma is Daraisa. Tvila is not. And by the way, don't think this puts you off the hook. This is only applicable to Rosh Hashanah that Torah was their trade, meaning they didn't, they didn't have a they didn't have a job. So since they never left Torah to learn, uh, to, to go earn a parnasa, therefore when it came to Davin, they did not have to leave Torah to um, Davin. We have to stop, right? Since we anyway stop learning to go to work. When we're not at work, we must be learning. So therefore, um, you, uh, we would have to stop for Kriya Shema and Tila. They didn't have to stop if if it's somebody no everybody has to stop for Kriyashma, they would not have to stop for Tfila if Tarasa Um Nasan. That's only people like Rashim Ba Yachai. Don't worry, you're not there yet. Because Tarasa Um Nasa, because Tara is more important. But if you stop, let's say to go to work, then you can't say, Well, I'm only gonna stop to go to work because I have to earn a Parnasa, but for Tfila I'm not gonna stop. If if you don't if you learn the entire day again I don't, we would probably we don't paskin like this in today's day and age anyways but um, the gemara is saying at those days if you wouldn't stop ter- learning for anything then you don't stop for tefillah either because it's not daraisa. But Tanya the gemara kashem shein mafsikin letefillah kachem mafsikin lekriyashma. So we see that you don't have to stop for Kriyashima. So how could you say that it's, in other words, the Mishnah was saying you don't stop. We were saying that's Rosh Hashim Bar Yochai, somebody who's Tarasa Um Nasai, but that was only for Tila. For Kriyashima, it said that you do have to stop. So how do we understand this Brysa that says for Kriyashima, you do not have to stop? So the Gemara answers, Kitan Yahi, when is this Brysa referring to that you have to stop even for Kriyashima? That's Be'ibar Shana. That's when they, when they got together, they had a conclave to decide whether. Um, you know, to be Ma'abra the Shana, that was something that was very, very complex as far as how they had to figure the calculations and it was very involved and it had far-reaching implications in regards to Yantaf and things like that. So therefore, when it came to Ibr Shana, they said nobody leaves the room because if you take your mind out of it, we're going to have a problem getting back to where we were. And therefore, um, there, that's when the Bryce is saying you don't stop for Kriyashma. When we were dealing with being a ma'aber the shana to extend the year to make an eber yar we would not stop not for kriyashma or tefila. Next mishnah Taylor should not go out with his needle. So I'm, I mean, the only choice is if some people, I guess, I don't know, I'm on my full internet, close to the router that's here. 
Is everybody else having this problem also? I heard you yeah, fading I'm, in I'm so. I'm turning off my video now. Maybe that'll do the trick. So don't escape. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Zuck the Mission, are you ready? Yeah. yeah. Tell me, just somebody interrupt me if you if you hear it bad. We'll try to, I don't know. I'll try to go video, uh, uh, voice only. I don't, I don't know what else to do. I'll take on the responsibility of interrupting. A tailor should not go out with his needle. Near, um, at the time, it's close to darkness. Meaning, to carry, we know, like we saw for the first ten blot in Shabbos, to carry outside from Rishayach, 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 you're going to be Chayiv and Isser Daraisa. So what we're saying here, this is Xer Darabonim, that you shouldn't go out close to Shabbos because you might come to carry on Shabbos as well. Shema Yishkach V'yetzi, V'loi Halavler B'kulmasai, and nor a um, cipher, right, a, 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 a scribe with his quill with his pen, and you should not, you should not de-louse your clothing, meaning that take, take the lice off of your clothing, in those days everybody had body lice, so therefore they would remove the lice from their clothing, that is not allowed on Shabbos, and um, therefore, we'll, we'll see more about this, but um, therefore, we said you should not do it close to the time of Shabbos, because you might come, it might, these things take a while, um, and or you might come to forget, and continue. One should not read to the light of the candle, right? Now, this is because what might happen is in those days, the candles weren't, weren't so great. And what they would do is, let's say on a regular weekday, if they were trying to read and the candles started flickering, they would tip the lamp to get more oil to the, under the wick, to the wick side, so that it would burn better. So that's a problem because now you're causing fire to burn on Shabbos. And that's going to be an Isra Daraisa. So, so therefore, what we're saying is don't read to the light of a candle because you might come to, it might come to flicker and you might come to tip the, um, tip, tip the lamp to get more oil to the wick, to get a better feed. Is that a Daraisa? You're not being, you're not yeah, Shemayat is, yes. That's a Daraisa. Yeah, that is. Sure, you're causing it to burn. It's already burning. You're just causing it to continue burning. Yeah, and it's still a Daraisa. Bamas Amru... In truth, they said, that the Chazan could see where the children are reading, meaning that Rashi is Tupshatim. Either, let's say, um, the, the Chazan is either the Shamash and Shul who's responsible for managing the, the uh, Kriya Satira process. So he wants to know what parasha they're up to. So he looks to see where the children are reading from, where they're learning from that week, so he knows where it is. Or he's the, he's the uh, chazan, is, is the name of the teacher, for he's teaching the children. The point being that he, what we're saying is he's allowed to look at the uh, scroll, he's allowed to look at the Sefer Torah to see where they're holding, but he can't actually read. Abahula Yikra. So he can look kind of in the general area and get an idea for what the parasha is, but he can't be like Ma'ai, and he can't like start reading the parasha. Similarly, these are all harchakas, just like a zav, so husband and wife, one is, uh, a woman is tame, so the zav, and, and the man's tame, because they, since they're, they're eating together, they're having a nice romantic dinner, they might come to, um, they might come to uh, be with each other, and obviously when she's a zava, it's going to be a problem. Tanan hasam. So we learn in the Mishnah 
in Erevin. Lo yamad adam b'rishis hayachad v'yishta b'rishis harabim. That if a person needs to drink, let's say the well is in Rishis Harabim, and he is in Rishis Hayachid, so, and he has a cup. Now, in, just picture this. So there's a well, and there's a cup attached to the well that everybody uses, right? So he can't stand in Rishis Hayachid uh, and drink in Rishis Harabim because he might come to bring that cup, that keli, into Rishis Hayachid. Nor vice versa. If he's standing with Shusharabim, he shouldn't drink from Shusharabim because um, he might come to bring the cup, transfer the cup between the Rishiyas. But if he actually puts his uh, his entire head and rove of his body into the Rishus that he's drinking from, it's going to be Mutter. So we'll have to see what that means. So too by a, so too by a wine press, or an olive press, okay? What about caramelous my? What about caramelous? Meaning, can I drink, um, can I stand in a caramelous and drink from Rishis HaYachet or Rishis Rabim, or can I stand in Rishis HaYachet or Rishis Rabim and drink from a caramelous? So I'm going to buy a same deal, meaning you are not allowed to, we're concerned that you are going to violate an Isidra Bonan. To which Rava has an issue with. Rava Amar, he goof a The whole issue here is a gzera that you might come to transfer the cup from one rishus to another. We should go ahead and uh, be gzera another gzera, meaning Carmelis is only a rishus drabanum. So that alone comes as a, as a gzera from rishus harabim. So how could you say that we are going to, it's a gzera gzera, to say that you shouldn't be able to drink from a shayachid, let's say, to a caramelist, because worst case, worst case scenario, even if you do transfer the cup, you're only over a drabanon, and it's a gzera gzera. So Amar Abaya, Abaya says, Abaya still says, too bad, I hold that it's, uh, it's going to be the same din. How do I know this? From the Brysa, the Katani, the Brysa said, v'chein begas. So what does v'chein begas mean? My gas, what is the, Status of a gas of a press. So e rishus hayachid. If it has a din of rishus hayachid, so then tanina. We already learned that you can't go from rishus hayachid to rishus harabim. From rishus harabim to rishus hayachid. So elamai must be that the gas is not rishus hayachid. E rishus harabim. If the gas is a rishus harabim, tanina. We already learned that you can't go from a rishus harabim to rishus hayachid. So the gas must be something else. El alav, it must be that the the gas that we quoted at the end of this brisa v'chein begas means a caramelist, and we see that it's also usher to drink from a a gas, or to be sitting in a gas and drink from a another rishos because a gas is then a caramelist. So we see that drinking from drinking to or from from a caramelist would be a problem. But isn't it still exera exera? It is, but he holds, so you have to come on to one of those other answers is like, um, that it's Chukulachad uh, Gzerahi, uh, where Abayah says it's still going to be a problem. Um, okay? Um, because he says, uh, and, and Taisa says here specifically that um, it's, it's only in regards to by uh, Hoytza'ah. Okay? That it's only by Hoytza'ah that Abayah is going to hold of Gzerah. Gzerah doesn't hold of it universally. There are certain cases... Gzeru Gzeru is something we can generally get around. Um, Rava Amar. V'chein, so now Rava has to explain, well, how are you going to explain, right? We said that when the Bryce said V'chein Begas, we don't know what that is. And we said it can't be Rishas HaYachid because the Bryce specifically tells us what the din is by Rishas HaYachid. can't be Rishas HaRabim because the, the Bryce already tells us what the din is by Rishas HaRabim. So how are we going to understand what, what does V'chein Begas mean according to Rava who holds that 
you don't you don't say gzera gzera. Rav Amar Begas coming to tell me something else entirely, not coming to tell me anything about Hitza'ah, but rather about this rule of drinking from one area to another, and this concept of that in order to be considered in that area, you have to have Rosh of Aruba. In regards to Miser. Now, for, so I'll, I'll, I'll talk this out for a second, but in regards to Miser, what we're saying is that in order to, let's say you're an employee, you're working on, a, on an olive press. Okay, so there's a din that the only thing that's high of in Meiser is something that's keva. So when the process is finished, and now it's in a, quote, established eating, established normative eating, then we'll say that it's high of in Meiser. But if it's achilas arai, so if before the process is finished, you just uh, take a quick bite, that is not going to be, let's say the employee that's there, that's not going to be um, chayev in Meiser. So what Rav is saying is v'chein begas means le'inyan Meiser, that, let's say, if what's considered keva arai, it depends. If your roishay and rubai is still in the gas, so you're still part of the manufacturing process, then what we'll say is, it's not keva yet. It was never chayv and meiser. And then, you can go ahead and you can, you can drink from this oil, you can take from this olive um, or grape, but you can, you can use it without taking meiser on it because the process wasn't finished. But if you are situated outside of the gas, then you would not be able to. Just like we said that you can't transfer from Rishus to Rishus unless Rishus Berubai, that your head and most of your body is in the place where you're drinking from. So just like we had, and this is going to go off on a little bit of a tangent, but we'll come back pretty quickly. I'll try to make this as painless as possible. Just like Rishus, when we said Vichem Legas, also was talking about Meiser Ditnan. It says, Shaisen alagas, you are able to drink from a, so this is specifically a wine press. Bein alacham and bein alatzainen. So we're going to have a three machlekes here, and what we're saying is like this. So again, we talk about, same deal, wine, and it's only going to be chayev in Meiser when it is keva, established as the process is finished. But if it's arai, right, if it's just a, a quick uh, um, supplemental drink, then it's not going to be chayev in Meiser. Now, here what we're talking about, they, because it's wine, they wouldn't drink wine um, unless it was diluted. So there's a three of machlekes, whether the dilution and what type of water you use will turn it into keva. We'll say it's no longer considered arai because you're not going to, let's say you take a full cup and you take a sip, you're not going to pour it back. So it's a three of machlekes. Whether you used hot water to dilute the wine in order to drink a sip. Then you can drink ooh, ooh, putter. It's going to be putter from um, it's going to be putter from Meiser, meaning the t- Diver and Mayor. Mayor holds that even if you dilute it with hot water, still. Hey, Cut in and out again. Okay. I think you got to move a little back and a little to the left. Whenever you lean forward. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. I think so. Let's try that. Okay. V'chein Amar Rav Sheshes V'chein Begas. Just like Rav Sheshes when he said V'chein Begas. Was talking about a wine press, laying in Meister, Ditznan, Shaisen Alagas. Let's say an employee or someone who's working on the wine press can drink from the wine press. Bein Alachamin, whether he dilutes the sip of water that he takes or the cup of water with hot water, Bein Alatzayin and Upaita Divere Mayor, that no matter which way, since you're still part of the gas, you're drinking while you're you're in the pressing process, it's considered Arai, it's considered just um, not Keva, right? And therefore, you can. Um, you can uh, drink without taking Meiser. 
He says, either way, once you've gone through the dilution process, you've now been kaveya to drink this wine, you made it keva, and therefore, you're not practically going to pour it back into the gas, and therefore, it is chayiv in Meiser. The chachamim say, it depends. If you diluted it with hot water, then you're not going to pour it back in. Then you're going to be chayiv to take Meiser. But if you diluted it with cold water, then you could still return the excess wine after you're done drinking back. And therefore, you're going to be potter for Meiser, because you will return what's left over. Okay, and again, all we were doing there, just to tie it, tie just to roll back up, is we were just saying that v'chein begas that we see that there's inyanim in regards to arai and 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 keva, which was the way Rava learned v'chein begas here. That in regards to arai and keva, it depends for meiser purposes whether your roshiv rubai has to be in the press, and that and that was v'chein begas off the brisa saying that. <clears throat> you you may not be yamid on the Rosh and drink in Rosh Hashanah unless your Rishos, that your Rosh Hashanah, your body, your, most of your body and your head must be in the same Rishos you're drinking from. So we're bringing this. One second, guys, sorry. We're, we're bringing this. My kids discovered where I am now. Anyone that has good lush and her on David, now's the time. Okay, okay I'm back. What's the point of having the halach of Meisr in a mission of Shabbos then? Well, well so we're going we're gonna to bring in Shabbos to bring a riot to this machlaikis. No, the, remember, remember the, 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 what we brought, what we came to discuss was the Yamid Adam Rosh Hashayachid, the Yashtar Rosh Hashayachid, and then the only way to understand that Vechem Begas, right, which ended up being machlaikis Abaya and Rava, whether you're going to say Gzeir or or not, is, uh, in other words, according, uh, according to the way Abaya learns, so then it makes sense, right? Because he says, V'chein begas must be a Carmelist. But according to Rava, who holds that there's no problem of drinking from a Carmelist, he has to learn V'chein begas as something else. What are we learning? We're learning it as Miser. Now, we're, now you're going to understand right now why we brought it, but it's going to quickly exit. Tanan. Lo yetzei A tailor should not go out with his... Remember this one? This is our Mishnah. That a tailor should not go out with his needle close to Shabbos because he might forget and carry it on Shabbos. My love, aren't we talking about that the tailor had the needle pinned into his baguette? And like Rashi explains that we now have two Durabanans because number one, it's not the normal way to carry a kli is not pinned into your baguette. So therefore, that is only a gzeirah that the Rabbanon said it was usher to carry a machat tchuva b'bigdai, um, you know, pinned into your baguette. It's only going to be usher because you might come to carry kalim. Right? Remember like we saw in a previous Rashi that they would throw the needles to each other by, by the sugi of Kaveras, that, that from the Mishkan, they would throw the needles. So that it, if it's Tchuba Bebega, that is not considered an Isra of transferring Rishus to Rishus, Midya Araisa. The Rabbanon were, were geyser on it. So now we have number one Gzeira that the needle is Tchuba, it's pinned into your baguette. And number two Gzeira is Samach HaShecha, that it's not actually Shabbos. So we see that what? There is a Gzeira, a Gzeira. So the Gemara answers, Lai, that our Mishnah is not talking about where it was tach of the big day, that it was pinned into his baguette. We're talking about where he actually carried it, and therefore there's only one gezerah of Samach and therefore no, no raya to Abaya. That a tailor may not go out 
with a needle that is stuck into his bag. And my love, bearer of Shabbos, aren't we talking about on Friday afternoon, Samachachashecha? And again, we have the double gzera. Number one, the machad is tachov. Number two, it's only Samachachashecha. It is not Shabbos. So Mara says, Loi, Kitanya, he, Bishabbos. That Bryce was talking about on Shabbos itself. And what we're saying is that you, you may not go out with a needle, Tachov the Big Day, because that's an Isra Durabanon. Vahatanya. I, we have another Bryce, a tailor cannot go out with a needle. That's stuck into his baggage. So we see, can't get around that one. That sounds like a double gzera. Number one, he's chayit with a needle in his bag. And number two, it's Erev Shabbos im chashecha. So it's not yet Shabbos. So we see it's gzera, gzera, kashan abaya. I'm sorry, kashan, kashan rabba who said gzera, gzera. What? Why do we Why do we need all these braces? Meaning, if there's a brace that says you can't go out samach lechashecha, then for sure you can't go out on Shabbos or when it's chashecha. So each one would tell you a different din, but the, the, that's not. I mean, that's not what we're bringing it here. We're bringing it here because we're trying to um, we're trying to understand or ask Akasha on Rava. Rava wanted to say you can't say gzera but we see straight up by the time we get to our, we tried try to first learn each one, but by the time we get to the third brisa, we see clearly that it is a gzera So Hamani Rabbi Yehuda, the Gemara answers that's a different Tana entirely. Da Amar the Rabbi Yehuda holds uman derechum nasai chayev that if an uman goes out in the normal way to uh, display his what his trade is, then you're going to be chayev Ditanya. As we learned in Abraisa, lo b'machatoi, a tailor may not go out with his needle. that is tachov in his baguette. Okay. Um, now, just to understand, all these things are going to be because why? So you have to understand why is the tailor wearing the needle in his baguette? He's wearing the needle in his baguette because he's trying to advertise that he's a tailor. He's advertising his services. So to the rest of these, but like nagar bekesam not not a carpenter with the ruler that he keeps uh, you know flipped up in his ear like the. Handyman comes. Not a comer with this string that he would use to tie down the cloth that he would later comb. Not a weaver. That's the stopper. We're going to discuss later in either Shabbos. I think it's in Shabbos. We're going to talk a lot about the weave. So you'll get to be familiar with a lot of different parts of the loom. But um, there was some sort of stopper when they would uh, put one of the pieces to go across to create the weave. So there was a stopper there. So again, he wanted to sh- he wanted to advertise his services as a weaver. But like seva bedugma shevet savei not nor a dyer, right? A person that dyes materials with his swatch of uh, cloth. So he used to carry, you know, like the the swatch. Like if you go to the tailor, you get a suit made. They come with swatches of cloth. He can't go out with that. But savei different swatches um, as a scarf. But like sholchani nor a. Um, a money a money tra- changer but dinner Shabbat with a dinner in his ear okay for a regular person these things wouldn't be a problem but if he does go out then it's going to be Pater Avalaser that if you are for instance a tailor and you go out with a needle stuck into your lapel to advertise your services that is considered Darka Bechach and that's an Isra Daraiser for you even though for everybody else, they're going to be potter. So we can split it. So, um, 
So, and, and like we're saying that we see that this is that b'risa which said that a chayat can't go out with the machat that tochel b'bigdei samachachashecha. So it turns out if that's Rabbi Yehuda, there's only one derabanan. The one derabanan is he can't go out samachachashecha because Rabbi Yehuda would hold that for an umin to go out with the needle in his baguette, that is an iser da'a And therefore we are unable to provide an answer um, or, or ask in other words, we're, go- we're coming off of this machlekes Abaya and Rava. So we brought this all in here because of a b'machatai to discuss that machlekes of whether you can drink um, fr- from a Carmelis or not. Okay? Now, here's the next part. Tani Chada. One b'risa held, lo hazav b'kisai. I don't know, somebody, somebody on the phone? If so, if you can mute, mute yourself. Okay, um, we said, Tani Chada, Layetse Hazav Bikisai. That a Zav is someone who uh, sees a Ri'ia. So he can't go out with, they used to have these pouches that they would keep at the end of the Piha'ama to make sure that anything that dripped out from him would get caught. Vim Yatza, so one Bryce says he can't go out with his kiss, with his pouch. Vim Yatza, Pater Avalaser. If you do go out, it's Pater Avalaser. But Tanya Yidah, we have another Bryce that says, Lo Yatza, that a Zav cannot go out with his pouch that covers his Pia'ama. Vim Yatza, Chayev Chatas. If he goes out, he's going to actually be Chayev Chatas, meaning it's an Isidar Raisa. So how are we going to understand these two Bryce's? Which one? Is the pouch of a Zav a Isser Darabana Daraisa? So Rabbi Yosef Lekasha, Harameh Rabbi Yehuda, like we just saw this Rameh Rabbi Yehuda, that a zav, his uh, the pouch of a zav would be considered like um, the needle of the tailor, okay. And since for him the azav needs the pouch, so therefore that's considered like an uman. The the pouches of a zav is considered like an uman to the zav. Amalei Abaya, Emer the Shamas like the When did Rameir say that? The, that he argued on Yehuda, that is b'midi delav hainu orche. That's only because it's not normal. Let's say for a tailor, for a regular person to, it's not normal for a tailor to walk out with a pin in his baguette. He's only doing it to advertise. It's not the normal way it's carried, and that's why Rameir holds. Since it's not reg, the regular people don't walk out that way, so to an umen is going to be putter. Right, but it's not universally accepted to carry your pin. Versus Rabbi Yehuda holds that no, since for the umad it is normal, we're going to make an exception for him. It's going to be chayiv daraisa. But but how can you compare that to zav? That's if it's not the normal way. How could you say that a zav going out with a pouch that's normal for all zavim? So the, the, so it's it's the normal way for this um, this zav pouch. To be whoever has coronavirus, put his phone on mute in the back. Because if you don't say that Rameyer, if in other words, if you if you're gonna try to stretch Rameyer to say that he's gonna potter even when a regular person uh, that's normal does it. David, we lost you. Hello. Oh boy. Hello. Sorry, where, where did you lose me? Okay, Eloy Tema, because if you want to understand Rameyer, that he is saying that even a Zav with his pouch would be Pater, even though it's rel- it's normal for the Zav pouch to be carried by a Zav, 
Then Elameata Hedrich Shekhakakabikas, a regular person that engraved a, a log of wood with a special tool. He used a professional engraving tool, Bishabis or Amir Hakanamidlaimikhaev. You can possibly say that since it's not normal, it's not normal for a hedgit to use this tool. That therefore we should be chayev for chakika on Shabbos. That doesn't make any sense. In other words, by, by that, that if a person uses the tool of an umen, and if we're considering the pouch of a zav, in other words, the only way what we're saying is like this: the only way for the zav pouch to be used, or the zav, is by a zav, or that's how a zav pouch. That's a normal way it's used. So too, engraving tool is used by an engraver, a professional engraver. So if a non-professional, if a regular person used a professional engraving tool, you want to say he's not going to be chayev. There's no, you can't possibly say that. He did an Avaida, that's Machayev. Being an omen doesn't, doesn't, it, it doesn't, uh, it, it doesn't um, um, shed any light on the action you did. The action is still a, uh, an Isser of Chiyav Shabbos. And it, it's the normal way that it's done. The only time we had a tour was when it's not the normal way it's done. For instance, carrying a needle is not the normal way it's done. But just like the normal way to engrave something is with an engraving tool, even if you happen to not be a professional engraver, so too... The normal uh, way to carry a Zav pouch is by a Zav. So Rameir can't possibly say there that it's considered a Kli uh, Oman or Maisa Oman, and therefore you shouldn't be Chayev. But isn't one a, a, a Xerah uh, so that you, um, a, a, a getter so that you don't come to use it? And the other one, well, we hear when the guy's engraving, he's doing the actual Maisa. Right, and just like this, the Zav pouch, it's the same. We're drawing the parallel from it's the normal way to be done with this. So what we're saying is you can't compare the Zub pouch to the needle in the baguette where we know Rameir held that you're going to be potter because the needle in the baguette is not the normal way. The Zub pouch is normal for the Zub. Just like, and if you want to say that there's a difference, that means you're going to tell me that since it's not normal for a regular person to use a professional engraving tool, that if he used a professional engraving tool, he should be potter? Obviously not. He did a normal Misa. So too, a Zub carrying out a Zub pouch is a normal Misa and Rameir is not going to argue with Rabbi Yehuda there. So Ella, how are we going to understand this Zav pouch and Zav? Ella, I'm Rav Mnuno like Kasha, Kan Bezav Bal Shtei Reis, Kan Bezav Bal Gimel Reis. That a Zav, the halacha is a Zav, is that if a Zav sees a, a secretion one time, then he's Tameh until nighttime. If he sees it a second time, then he has to bring a carbon. If he sees it, a th- uh, I'm sorry, if he sees it a second time, he's going to be Tameh for seven, uh, he has to bring a carbon. If he sees it the third time, he has to be Tameh for seven days. So, so, like this. So, what we're saying is, one, the brysa that said that it's pateravel aser is going to mean that you don't really need the pouch. Meaning, if you're a zav bal gimel reiyos, you already saw three times. So, seeing, um, the, the whole point of catching the secretion is so you should know whether you saw today or not. Because otherwise, you might just see a little bit. And it'll get lost, it'll get absorbed into your clothing. So they'd have a special pouch to make sure that if you secreted, you saw it. So the guy who already saw three times, so him seeing his secretion doesn't do anything. Therefore, he doesn't really need, he's already Machayev a carbon. He's already Machayev to be tummy for seven days. There's nothing after that. Therefore, he doesn't really need the pouch. He doesn't really need the pouch. It's going to be Patar Avalasar. For the Bryce that said that the Zub pouch, the guy who, who wears it out, is going to be Chayev. That's, he only saw it twice when he still has to know that, that he still has to keep track whether he sees it a third time or not. So, Frek the Gemara to that answer, because one who sees two times, he could still become a Zub Baal Gimel So, therefore, he still needs to keep track of what he secretes. Zav nami A zav who sees three times, he has to now count seven days of 
Shiva So he also needs to keep track of his secretions. So how could you understand that? So the Gemara says, no, we're talking about that the only time when uh, uh, we're, we're, the only time that the Brisa would say that you're going to be potter is that third day. So when, let's say in the morning he already saw, he already kept track of his secretion. Now that day can't be one of his Yemei Tahar. So he no longer has any purpose of this pouch until tomorrow. The next day he'll need it to keep track whether he saw or not. So whether you can count tomorrow as Yemei Tahar. But today, if after he already saw on the third day, he goes out, that's when the Brysa that says Potter, that's going on him because the pouch doesn't serve any purpose anymore. How could you say the pouch doesn't serve any purpose? He's still, he still needs it so that his Kalim don't get dirty. It's still a protective measure. Summer of Zerai, Tanahu Da'amar, it's the following Tanahu holds, Kolatsule Tinof, Loikachashem, that saving your clothing from getting dirty is not considered, is not considered, um, is not considered a, a, a purposeful use of carrying something. Did Tanan, like we see, Hakoifa Ka'ar Alakaisel, if you take a plate and you turn it over, and you put it on the wall, if what you're trying to accomplish is that the plate gets rinsed, so just quickly, the din is that in order for food to become tame, it has to come into contact with water. Now, in order for water to be considered water to activate the tuma in the food, that water has to be something called nichale. It has to be water that you wanted. But if it's water that happened by accident, then that water won't be considered liquid to activate the tuma in the food. So, we're here we're saying you put the plate on the wall. If it's in order so that the plate will get rinsed off, so then hareze bechiyutan. Then the water will be considered real water because you wanted the water. Dahainu, you wanted the plate to get washed off, so you wanted the water. And now, that means that 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 it it, it it means that the water, if it then touches food, will activate the tumma in the food. In Bishvil Shala Yilka Kaisel, if the whole purpose of turning the plate over is to protect the wall, because now you don't want the you don't want the water at all. You're in fact trying to protect it from the water. So we see, so too here, just like when 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 you use the plate to protect from the wall, we won't consider the water bichiyutan. So protecting something does not make it that you, protecting from something doesn't make it that you want it. So too, we're trying to say that protecting your clothing doesn't make it that you want it from the pouch, that you want the pouch. To which the Gemara says, me dummy, hasam like lahani mashkin klal. There, you don't want the water at all. That's why the protection doesn't count because it doesn't count to make the water into water. But hacha kabay lahai kiss, but here you actually want the pouch to protect your clothing. And then just two more lines, three more lines, just to finish the surya. This is not a proper comparison. It's rather, it's more compared to the Seifa case. Let's say you had a leak in your ceiling and you put a bowl under the leak. So Areva bowl, that the leak from the roof that came through the roof uh, dripped into the bowl. So the, wa- the water, let's say the excess water, let's say the water splashed into the bucket and then splashed out of the bucket. So the water that splashes out of the bucket is not going to be considered water you want. It's not bechiyutan. It will not serve as liquid to activate. 
However, the water that collects inside of the bucket that will be bechiyutan, because, in other words, that we are, you are still collecting the water, even though you don't really, you're not doing it for the water purposes. It's a question of how much do you want it versus not want it. By turning the plate over, you actually want to protect the wall. You don't want the water at all. Again, the water that's that drops into the bucket and then goes elsewhere. You don't want that at all. That's that's you're not plant. You're not playing for um, offshoots of the water. But when you turn the bucket over, yes, your primary purpose is to collect the water that's dripping through the ceiling so it doesn't spill over your house. But the fact that you are collecting the water still shows on some level the action of collecting will be enough of an I want it, I want that water to make it water that will activate the food for Tuma. So therefore, just so to here, so to here, even though you don't really want the, 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 um, the, if the purpose of the pouch is just to, to collect liquid, we see that it is considered that you want the pouch. So it's Akasha. How do we understand that? How could you say that the pouch, you no longer need it? You do need it to save Kalim. And I, you wanted to say saving Kalim is not considered real. Well, there was a very, very, very low bar for saving Kalim. And here... That was only if you specifically didn't want the liquid. Here, you want to collect the liquid to save the to save your clothing. Since you're collecting the liquid, that is considered a proper use of the pouch, and you should be chayev. Ella abaye barava tarvayu. You have to learn here that it's uh, a different machlekes. That it's a machlekes damer tarvayu lekasha harab Yehuda harab Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon are machlekes. We'll see throughout Shabbos of davrash enim eskavid that since your purpose of the pouch is not to carry. You're only putting it there to protect the clothing. Since the purchase is not, the, the purpose of the, of the kalim is not to actually carry it around. Therefore, it's considered something you did not have in mind. And we know that the malacha Shabbos has a very high bar. To be chayiv on Shabbos, you have to have in mind to do the malacha. So, and it's, it's a machlik. That is subject to machlik. So, Harab Yehuda, that holds even something you did not have in mind, he's more machmer, Rabbi Yehuda's more machmer. Even if you did not have in mind to ca- your, your purpose, wasn't that you you don't ha- you, you don't really need to carry the <coughs> transport this pouch. It's just for protection. Rabbi Yehuda is going to hold its chayiv. Rabbi Shimon, the Harab Shimon, the Bryce that says it putters Rabbi Shimon, who holds that if you're using something and it's not for its primary purpose to benefit you, then you're going to be putter. That's the Bryce that says putter. Sorry, went over a little today. It was a long daf. I will uh, post the uh, summary for anybody who wants it on the chat.